Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Standoff Show. Um, don't worry, Rich, um, Brad and Rich will be here in a second. Look, there's only one game, so I thought it'd be quick, but no, no. Um, Brad has already said, oh yeah, that's in the first section. You've got ages. So expect a nice big one from the boys um, because, hey, that's the way grand finals are, isn't it, Brad? It is indeed. Um, we may as well go for as long as we want um, because, you know, you don't pay us by the hour anyway, so it's fine. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on episode 34, season four of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesdays on Facebook throughout the season. Um, season's over now. Um, but, um, yeah. Speaking of that, Richie, season's officially over um, after perhaps one of the best grand final matches we've seen in some time. Um, how are you and how was your weekend? I'm doing well, thanks, Brad. It certainly was. It was an amazing game. We will, we will cover it off when we review it, obviously. Um, but, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Now, yep, season's done, but we have some internationals to look forward to. So we're not, we quite, out of the, not quite out of the woods yet. Still a bit of league left. Still got a bit of league to talk about on Wednesdays for a while yet. Um, we haven't even discussed when season four ends, um, which is kind of how we do things around here. We um, <laughs> got some international, so I'm sure we'll go for a little bit longer. But yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch us at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league including our top stories of the week, a review of the grand finals of the NRL and the NRLW, and an update or our final update on our tips. Um, we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, um, as well as ones we've got prepared for each other. We'll then, this is mainly for Jacko if he's in yet, um, we'll do our quick recap of the Rugby uh, Super League, and then we'll end the night with a preview of our prediction awards night. So, um there's not that much to talk about in Super League Jacko, so just hold on for a little bit so we can discuss what we're doing next week. Um, but yeah, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into um, our top stories, Richie. Let's do that. And um, yeah, I told Paul um, it's going to be a bit of a doozy with the news because we had the Dally Ems um, last week after our show. Um, we did our predictions, and um, 
we we didn't do that well um you were very um clucky though sending me a text when david fafita got one of the second rowers in the team of the year <laughs> um but yeah i'll go through the nrl del m award winners and then we'll just discuss it um so player del m medalist so player of the year went to kalen ponga from the knights um pipping sean johnson by one point coach of the year went to andrew webster from the warriors Captain of the year went to Adam Reynolds from the Broncos. Rookie of the year went to um, Sanua Taruva from the Panthers. Um, Proven Summons Medal, which is the Spirit of the Game Award, went to Nico Hines. Um, VB Hard Earned Player of the Year went to Adam Fanua Blake from the Warriors. Top point scorer and top try scorer went to Jermaine Osako from the Dolphins. Um, try of the year went to Matt Fagal from the Dragons. Um, tackle of the year went to Hamoli Olokuatu from the Seagulls. And then the Ken Stephen medal, um, which is the medal for like your contributions to, um, you know, off the field, um, charity work and whatnot, went to Latrell Mitchell from the Rabbitohs. Um, what's your take? I know um, the big one everyone was discussing was the actual Dalian medalist. Um, but what is your take on all those awards? Any that you had your head scratched about? or Yeah, yeah. Um... The, obviously, the the player of the year, Kalen Pong, again, that um, I understand Sean Johnson has other people, Adam Fenor Blake, Chance, players like that, taking points off him in, in certain games. Um, it just shows the flaw in the, in the system where a guy who can just get hot uh, for 10 weeks win player of the year. Um to me, he's not player of the year. He's player of maybe a third of the year. Um, and he had – I don't understand how a lot of those games he's picking up six points when his whole back five was killing it, really. Um, Dom Young, Maju, Gagai. Um, yeah, but I'll stop there at risk of coming across very salty, which I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm over it. Um, the only other one, really, the – Matt Fiengai try for the Dragons. I don't. I don't know if I would have picked that for try of the year. Um, no, yeah, those are the two that I was yeah. looking at. Um, going, they're the ones I could argue. The captain of the year, I got confused. I picked Tohu because I was under the assumption that the captain of the year had to be in the team of the year. Mm. That's why I didn't pick Reynolds um, because it was like, well, Reynolds isn't going to get in team of the year above SJ. Um, but captain of the year didn't even make team of the year. But um, that's then, if I recall, Roger got captain um, during the COVID times and didn't make team of the year. So I should have, that's that's more on me. But yeah, the Ponga thing, I was super pissed about it. Um, watching it late here on a Wednesday night at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, expecting to see Sean win and then seeing him get pipped by one. But it's a flawed system, but it's always been a flawed system. You know, we had the same... Um, same argument last year when Nicker Hines won it. Um, we even had noise when Roger won it in 2018, saying, of course he won it. He was the only good player in that Warriors team. You know, so it's the way it, um, goes, yeah. the way it goes, unfortunately. If, um, yeah. you know, but I look at it more as a positive for the Warriors. They had two players in the top 10 at the yeah. end of the Dell M's. So, yeah, very disappointing. It's probably the closest SJ is going to get. Um, to being the Delian medalist. I think even if he plays as well as he did this year, next year, 
you've got guys like Eden, Roger is going to be there. There's going to be a uh, lot of guys that can take points off him. Reese Walsh, if he can behave himself, because you got to Reece think Walsh. if if he didn't get a suspension during the year, he I have a feeling he would have taken it out. But see, they were still giving points to Drinkwater, who had been disallowed as well. And then, so I yeah, don't true. know if, if yeah, they true. stopped giving Reese points because they knew it didn't matter or not, and they just forgot that Drinkwater was in the same trouble. I don't know. Payne Haas got deducted points too for a, for a charge I think he got. So you never really yeah. know what's going to unfold in a season. But, yeah, it's the joys of the Dally M's. Um, you never come out with everyone agreeing. But I was very happy that we got um, Adam Webster. Blake got the hard-earned and Webster, of course, with coach. Yep. Um, very happy for Webster. So very happy for that. And um, then uh, we'll do the teams of the year together, but we'll go into the NRLW. I don't really have too much to say on it because um, the only one I was really following won. So player of the year went to Tamika Upton. So the Knights, both their fullbacks, got Dally M's this year. Um, Coach of the year went to Karen Murphy from the Titans. Um, Captain of the year went to Simi Tafa from the Raiders. Rookie of the year went to Anissa Biddle from the Sharks. Um, the Proven Subbins medal um, for spread of the game went to Lavina Gould from the Broncos. Try of the year went to Jesse Southwell from the Knights. Tackle of the year went to Ja'Kaya Whitfield from the Tigers. And then the Veronica White medal went to Tallulah Tillett from the Cowboys. So um, I was kind of on the Upton bandwagon from the start. I'm a big fan of her. So I was happy to see her get it. And Coach of the Year going from the Titans, who went from Wooden Spoon to Grand Final. Mm. What a speech um, she had too. And it was a great speech. Um, <laughs> and yeah, everyone else I didn't really have any issues with. So um, really, Brad, because who were the props in the, uh, in, in, in the team? We, we haven't got to that part yet. We haven't got to that part yet. I'm talking about the Dally M Award winners, not Team of the Year. One thing I find funny, um, Samima Telfer picking up Captain of the Year. Would have been the same. Well, no, it was, the same thing would have been for um, Isaiah Yo. He was nominated, but the, mm. the co-captains. I mean, what? Why do they get? Why do they get nominated and not the other part of the co-captaincy? Well, that's true. That's an interesting point. It's weird. I don't know. I thought that one was going to go to Georgia Hale for the same thing, like yeah. what what the Titans have done, and she's been one of their better players all year. So yeah. I thought. But um, Telfa has been fantastic in her first year with the Raiders as well. Yeah. So, um, it's hard. But, yeah, that goes into our teams of the year. Um, so NRL side, we had Kalen Ponger at fullback, Richie. Then we had um, Dallin Watini-Zelesniak and Jermaine Osako on the wings. Stephen Crichton and Herbie Farmworth in the centres. Um, Ezra Mam and Sean Johnson in the halves. Payne Haas, Harry Grant, Adam Fanua-Blake in the front row. Liam Martin and David Fafita somehow got there in the second row. And then Pat Carrigan at lock. Um, it's not that different to what we had picked. I know I picked yeah. um, a different second rower and a different hooker. Mm. But otherwise pretty, pretty, pretty spot on really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think so, but yeah, it's nothing too much to complain about there. I'm still surprised Fafita got there, but um, yeah, it's, it's not bad. I'm happy that we got um, we got three Warriors in there, mm. um, tied at the top with the Broncos for most representations. Oh, wait, second, sorry, because Broncos got four, 
um, Panthers only got one. Um, Storm only got one. So it's good to see we got a couple in there. Um, so yeah. it's it's good from a Warriors point of view. Um, anything else you want to add before we go into the disaster that is the NRLW team of the year? Missing quite possibly the best player. <laughs> no, you go on, mate. Go on to that. All right. So the NRLW team of the year, we've got Tamika Upton at fullback, um, Jakaya Whitfield and Julia Robertson on the wings, Isabel Kelly and um, Millie Hufunga from, um, in the centres, Taryn Aiken and Ali Brigginshaw in the, in the halves, Shannon Mado, Destiny Brill and Sarah Tongatuki in the front row. Oh, strange. Oh, it breaks oh, my heart. Brad. Breaks your yes. heart. Yasmin Clydesdale and Olivia Koenig in the second row. And then um, Simi Tofa at lock. So um, obviously, uh, elephant in the room. I don't understand where Millie Boyle is. I know she missed a few games this year, which probably didn't help her out. But I couldn't even tell you who those two props are, to be honest. And I'm, a, I'm the prop <laughs> on the show. <sighs> It hurts. Coming across pretty salty there, Brad. Very salty. That that hurts <laughs> almost as much as SJ not getting the Dell M. Um, but it, it's not a bad team. I thought um, Maddie, Maddie Bartlett might have got on the wing. Um, and I thought Jesse Southwell, I thought, had a better year than Ali Brigginshaw. Oh, yeah. Ali Brigginshaw wasn't far off the top, the top medal as well, I think. Yeah. That, you know, she's yeah. obviously been scoring well during the year and then the Dally M votes for the for the Broncos. But in that defense, Jesse's playing in the team with Upton, so she's not getting those yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, it's that system again. But um, I'm pretty sure Jesse's going to be in there more often than not due to her age. Um, yeah. And Ali's more at the back end. But yeah, anything yeah. else you want to add on there? No, no. Move on. All right, so we'll actually get into the actual news now. Um, so despite losing the Delian medal, uh, Sean Johnson has been awarded the RLPA Players' Champion Award. Um, that's um, the award voted as the best player this year by the actual current players. So um, I think the rules for when they did the team of the year a few weeks back, the rule is you can vote for anyone that's not in your own team. Yeah. So um, to stop you being biased to your own team. But it's great to see that he's been recognised by everyone other than the Dally Ms. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good one. It's actually I was pretty happy to see he he picked that up. Um, I was feeling pretty I was feeling pretty sorry for SJ. You can see at Dally M Awards night, um, he's he's a bit gutted. He looked a bit mm. gutted to me um, when the final result came in. So for him to pick that up, it was a nice nice little consolation for him. Yeah, but as Jacko said, players' award really means more than Dally M's. Yeah, the Dally yeah. M, because it's a flawed system, the RLPA system isn't flawed. You vote for who you think, and you're playing. Um, so that would be um, the award you kind of want to get. It's It doesn't get the big, you know, show. Well, if you can call it a big show, it looked a bit second-rate, the old Dally M awards night. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Fantastic that he got that. And um, Jareen Buller also got redeemed from losing Rookie of the Year by getting voted Rookie of the Year for the RLPA as well. Um, so fantastic to see. But um, mm. anything else you want to add on to those awards? No, I mean, the Buller one, I can see why. I think he's was a pretty popular rookie this year, but I, I did agree with um, 
um, the um, the bloke from the Panthers, um, Taruva, Taruva, senior Taruva. I, I thought he was outstanding all year. Um, so, but I mean, Buller had a good year as well. So yeah, and Jacko, Jacko, before we move on, Jacko said, I thought the Dalian night was amateurish. Yeah, it looked really bad, and the sound was bad. There was times when the sound completely dropped out. Um, yeah. And I thought, it was, I thought it was mine, and I actually jumped on Twitter to see, like, the live updates and saw a lot of people were complaining about the the audio feed, so it wasn't just me. I'll tell but, you um, what wasn't what wasn't amateurish was Adam Fenua Blake's um, outfit. Oh, that was superb. Oh. I think I said that as soon as we went off the show last week, I was talking to you and Paul, and they had little brief highlights from the the green carpet, as they call it, and I just saw like a screenshot of him in his his little um, black and gold outfit, and I was like, oh, he, he looks straight <laughs> pimping. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he always dresses to impress. But um, we'll continue on. SJ has also ruled himself out of the Kiwis for the upcoming Pacific Championship. Um, basically, said at his age, he, he kind of wants to have a bit of rest and spend time with the family. And um, I think that's fair enough. Would have loved to have him out there, but I'm a biased Warriors fan. I also like the idea of not risking him to injury yeah, um, for the internationals. For sure. um, it's kind of weird how my international stance has changed a little bit now that the Warriors are actually <laughs> playing finals footy. Um, but yeah, what's your opinion on, on Sean not playing? Uh, he was... It's almost running on one leg towards the end of the season, eh? So, hmm. um, I think I think Sean definitely needs a good off season, and I feel like he knows that. Hence, hence the decision he's made. So, yep. yeah, I, I support his stance there. I really hope he's back and firing on all cylinders come start of next year. Yeah, and there's quite a few. We're going to talk about it a little bit later because um, they've announced some of the teams. But there's quite a few. Like the Kiwis team was announced, and then the Kiwis actually put a post under it on like seven or eight players that didn't get picked and most of them are injury or chose to sit out or change to another country. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people with some niggles, um, which you expected coming off the back of a World Cup year. So um, we'll see. But we'll go into some origin talk, which I know you love. Billy Slater's re-signed as Queensland coach um, for another three years. <laughs> and um, we talked about it last week about Fitler taking his game plan to the board and um and it's to get his new contract signed up and then a couple of hours after our show it was announced that he's um stood down he doesn't want to do it anymore um which kind I of found was a bit, yeah i think it might be a, a wise move um, yeah i don't i didn't see him improving but it kind of felt weird that he'd gone to the board with like a game plan and like said these are the guys i want to bring in with me now and then change his mind i, I don't mm. know but um it's kind of made new south wales into panic mode a bit um because they don't really know who to go with there was rumors about um a bellamy ricky stewart combo ricky stewart i think came out today and basically said no yeah he's ruled he himself to, out he wants to focus on um the raiders which i yeah. think i don't think any current first grade coach would be interested in origin um because you've got another job to do and um you know what happens if that time you're away with origin your team takes a dive you miss the eight and then you lose your your nine to five for a, a three-game origin series for a team that won't win anyway 
Um, Prakash. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, who would you pick right now? I, I can't think of anyone. I can't think of anyone that would actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got good coaches out there, obviously, Bellamy's, um, Cleary, but none of these guys are going to take it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a bit worrying as somebody that, that goes for New South Wales, um, what's out there after Fitler. I know I was saying I kind of it could be a blessing in disguise, Fitler standing down, but now who do we go to? Yeah, and Jacko said um, Laurie Daly beating New South Wales coach. That's the noise I'm hearing. Um, that doesn't well. fill me with too much confidence. And Callum said um, you and me to coach them in tandem. I'd never coach New South Wales. Um, no, no bar of it. I, maybe New South Wales women's team I would coach because <laughs> Millie's there. But um, that's about it. Um, but, yeah, any – so we don't know. We I, I'm probably going to cheat and copy Jacko and say Laurie Daly. He seems to be the only potential option. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll get some news on that during the internationals, potentially. Um, Connor Tracy from the Sharks has apparently requested a release um, from the club. Sounds like he, he wants to be a fullback and he's not going to get that with Will Kennedy there. But the Sharks apparently have denied the request. So, um, What's your take on Connor Tracy? in his his current situation well it, it, is it gonna end up being like another ben hunt situation holding on to a guy that you you think doesn't want to be there I, I think he was actually really good this year when mm. he moved to fullback when um when kennedy was out and i thought he was a really good fill in there but obviously wants that fullback money but yeah i don't know have you had you heard any rumblings about clubs that might have been on the radar for him i'm sure there'll be a few out there dragons seem to be the one at the moment the dragons are the new tigers where um, whenever someone's available everyone looks to the dragons um because you know you've got a new coach coming in with fresh ideas and wanting to refresh that roster um raiders are raiders are looking for a fullback aren't they they are um i was going to say yeah the dragons have got sloan who i think could be really good for them um given some time so i don't know if you'd want to bring a guy like tracy in but yeah the sharks don't want to let him go for now i don't think it's as bad as the ben hunt situation because connor tracy's a good player but he's not as integral to your team as the dragons like the dragons it's their best player and their captain not wanting Mm. to be there um where connor tracy's a guy that you know is struggling sometimes to get into the team due to will kennedy interesting why they won't let him go then also, how much the salary caps are you taking up? Can you afford to sit to bench him and not? Whereas um, in the other case, I think he was a fair chunk of the salary cap as well, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Connor Tracy won't be taking up huge chunks of money. Yeah, I think, yeah, he won't be taking that much, but yeah. Um, and then the last bit um, before we get into um, some nitty gritties and internationals, Dallin. Dirty Dallin switched his allegiance from the Kiwis to Tonga, um, but he's going to miss the England tour this year um, due to getting a, a touch-up done on his knee. Um, disappointing as a Kiwis fan, you know, he was our captain at one point, but yep. um, I don't actually mind it. Um, it doesn't hurt as much as when Fanua Blake and Tom Malolo did it because 
Dallin's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but wingers is not really a, a section of the the team that the Kiwis are, you know, struggling with. We had two Kiwis be the wingers of the t- NRL. Um, you still got Mulitalo, who I was proclaiming to be like the next big thing in my predictions like at the start of the year. Um, but, you know, you've still got Jermaine Asako and Mulitalo. Um, there's a few other players. Um, sucks to see him go, but I do like seeing the internationals um, get a bit more star power in the Pacific team. So seeing a guy like him go there, you know, when he's fit, you could potentially have like him and... Um, uh, you know, you got um, Fusatua. I don't know if I, I've sent you the bloody team list. I don't know if Sione Katoa is another one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their team now. Um, Fusatua didn't make it, but yeah, you've got heaps of players. Um, they've got Daniel Tupo. You could have yeah. Dallin and Daniel Tupo on your wings. So, yeah, well, congrats to him there. And um, hopefully it's. Um, Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us at some point when we have to face Stonger. But um, he he wanted to represent his grandmother, I believe, and his brother has played for Tonga as well. So, mm. um, yeah, congrats. Uh, Simon said he's um, committed treason. Yeah, it's it is what it is. As long as he's still in the Warriors, um, I, I don't really care, um, to be honest. But we'll we'll move on. Uh, I know JC commit to one country and stick to it. Yeah, I. I agree with that. He's now he's moved, um, but as long I don't mind if you've moved as long as you don't try to move back. You know, if Tonga's starts going down, um, and he goes, oh, "I want to be a Kiwi again because Tonga's rubbish," um, I do, wouldn't want to see that. Uh, no, I haven't given up on internationals, Paul. It's just international haven't started yet, um, and we've got more than enough players. Um, so I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm digging myself a hole here. Is he? What do you reckon? That's just league um, international eligibility, eligibility for you, though. Um, it's players always sort of picking and choosing and hopping different sides of the fence. Look at um, ha- uh, the Hammer playing for Samoa. Now he's been selected for Australia, so he's Australian this year. So. It is a well, they, they had Tyson Frizzell as well. They mentioned he's yeah. played for three nations. Um, he played for Australia, Wales, and now he's playing for Tonga. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a funny one, but at the end of the day, I think if Dallin players like Dallin want to go to represent their heritage, I think the Pacific Island nations are benefiting from that kind of thing. Um, and we've seen the strength of them the past few years. So um, from that sense, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, and like Rui said, until they tighten the rules, it's going to keep happening. Um, yeah, the rules are sus. And then, yeah, the origin, I think Nicholas has mentioned as well. That's the biggest problem. That's the Pacific Nations um, loophole. You're going to get a lot of guys that are um, born and bred in New Zealand that will declare for Samoa and Tonga, which is great. Um but if they're using that as a way to get into origin, that's mainly for the young players. It's not something Dallin or Adam could do um, because yeah. they've played for New Zealand already, already so played they can't for, play for yeah. origin. But, um, yeah, I, it's 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 always going to be a mess. Um, 
That's yeah. one thing Adam said, I believe, is that he has one of his regrets is representing NZ. I think he only played one or two games, didn't he? And now he can't play Origin. Yeah. Um, but then you have the other side where Dylan Walker regrets playing for Australia because he would prefer to be a Kiwi. Um, mm. But he's now not allowed to play for the Kiwis because he played like two or three games back in the day. I think he played a lot more. But he played for Australia back in the day. Did you hear about um, Michael Maguire wanting Wade Egan to be the next Nathan Fiend? Yeah, well, I think uh, who I was talking, I don't know if it was on here or somewhere else, he technically has been here long enough um, to be um, a New Zealand citizen and play for New Zealand. But unfortunately, because of COVID, he wasn't actually living here. So I don't know how that muddles it. He's been here long enough, but he spent most of that time living in Australia. So His his form's been pretty damn good where maybe he wants to hang in there and see if he picks up a Origin jersey one day. I think he, yeah, if he keeps going the way he is, he could definitely be in a shot with that ragtag team of New South Wales. Um, (laughs) You know, I would have put him in there instead of Reese Robson and the like this year. Reese Robson was Reese Robson was good though. Yeah, but uh, Paul's, Paul's giving us shit. Um, so before we move on to the internationals, um, I just got two more bits. So um, we talked about Angus Crichton getting offered a, a deal with Rugby Australia. Apparently, they've now pulled that deal. Um, I, I think due to the current situation, everyone's looking at him at the moment, so they're trying to be a bit more wiser with their decisions um so it looks like the roosters are stuck with him um and then the warriors have promoted slade griffin from new south wales cup coach to assistant coach in first grade and replacing him in this new south wales cup coach is um david tangaratoa um who's had coaching roles with the panthers cowboys bulldogs and tonga and he used to be a front rower so you already know he's going to be one of the best coaches we have (laughs) um so what's your take on Crichton, griffin and toa bang 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 since paul's rushing us along um we'll start with the warriors coaching situation slade griffin being promoted is a good one um yeah I, i think he's done a good job where he is and and probably worthy of a of a promotion into the into the top side so that's good and yeah Crichton I was I kind of thought he would end up in Rugby Australia with the uh, I I thought they might throw a nice fat check at him and he he'd end up going but yeah he gets to stay in the NRL so sounded like he was really keen to go too so yeah absolutely but um good for us league fans though hopefully he can find his form again yeah. Um, so before we get into signings, we, we've had some Pacific Championship squads named. So I gave Paul some lovely pitches um, that he will bring up for us. Um, we'll run down the team. So the, the Tongan squad, which is going to the UK, um, we had uh, Latu Fainu, Adam Fanua Blake, Moeke uh, Fotowaku. You should read these instead of me, man. <laughs> um, yeah, except it's really small on my screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tyson Frizzell, um, Savili Havili, Will Hopawadi, Conrad Harrell, Isaiah Katoa, Elisi Katoa, Felice Kafusi, uh, Keon Kolomatangi, um, Tolu Taikola, um, Lola Hia, um, Hamoli Alakuatu, Will Penasini, Hamisili, Moses Sui, Tavida Tatola, Dion 
Dion Tiamapu, <laughs> Stafford Toa, Daniel Tupo, and Sua Wong. Do you want me to do you want me to do Samoan? I've pulled it up on my phone. Yes, do the Samoan one <laughs> when you do it. But what's your take on the Tongan squad? Um I think it's not it looks like a good squad. Um that's a good squad. A few, few guys that are out with um injuries. Yeah. Um, no, very strong. I think I think there's a, a good enough squad there to give to give England a good shake. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that series. I'm I'm hoping Tonga can get up. Yeah, and uh, next slide, Paul. Let's see which squad we're at. Oh, Samoa, thank goodness. Richard, you want to do this one? <laughs> yeah. So we have Jesse Arthurs, Dejan Asi, Gordon Chan Kam Tong, Stephen Crichton, Sua Falongo, Royce Hunt, Luciano Leilua, Connolly Lemuelu, Spencer Lenu, uh, Helam Luki, Greg Maju, Justin Matamoa, Terrell May, Kao Oluapu, Keenan Palacia, Junior Polo, Isaac Tango, Murray Taolangi, Young Tonomopea, Brian Toto, and Stefano Utokomanu. And another strong side. Um, I'm actually yeah. really impressed with that. Um, I know there was talk from the coach from Samoa said that he, he's looking forward to potentially luring Roger Tovasashek into that squad. Um, mm. Then you think you've got like Jerome Luai, if he didn't get injured, he'd be in there too. Um, so yeah, stacked, stacked team. Yes, um, yeah. definitely going to be a, a threat in the specific championship. Um, next slide, Paul. Australia. Oh, I might be able to do this one. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, Josh Adokar, Pat Carrigan, Dale Cherry Evans, Nathan Cleary, who has been scratched and replaced with Nico Hines. That's an update today. Yep. Um, Selwyn Cobbo, Lindsay Collins, Ruben Cotter, Big Tino. Um, Thomas Fledgler, Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Valentine Holmes, Ben Hunt, Liam Martin, Cameron Munster, Cameron Murray, Katoni Staggs, uh, The Hammer, James Tedesco, Jake Chavojevic, and Isaiah Yo. So uh, no room, uh, I know you're going to talk about it later, but no room for some of those elusive um, fullbacks yep. that were playing this year. Went with uh, Grandpa Tedesco instead. Mm. I Brass is, I'll do these ones, and then goes big, <laughs> big, big Tino. Tino. I can <laughs> never get all the way. The two hardest ones there, he dodges. Yeah. <laughs> they have nicknames for a specific reason, Paul. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's your take on that Australian team? Yeah, I'll reserve a little bit of my thoughts for question time, but yeah, um, it's it's quite strong. It's very strong. Obviously, all Australian sides that are picked are strong. Cleary, uh, it's a shame for Cleary, but you know he was playing injured in that grand final, and Hines yeah. is no slouch. So um, I, I guess maybe they'll slot Cherry Evans in and have Hines there as well. I, I don't know how they how they're going to run with that, but yeah, couple of couple of changes I would make, but we'll save that for question time. Yeah, and then the last one. New Zealand. Um, so we got Nelson Asofa Solomona, Dylan Brown, um, Far Manu Brown, James Fisher Harris, Kieran Foran, Wudamu Gregg, Jerome Hughes, Jermaine Isako, uh, Kino Kinney, Moses Leota, Danny Levi, Joseph Manu, Ronaldo Molotalo, Griffin Neem, Charles Nicol Klukster, Britton Nakora, Isaiah Papali'i, Joseph Tapani, Leo Thompson, uh, Matthew Tomoko, and Nafamu White. 
Um, it's not a bad team. A lot of outs, as we said, due to injuries yeah. and and people like Sean um, missing out. Um, I think the Harbs, looking at that, would you be putting – it would be four and um, brown. Oh, no, well, sorry, Houston. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just there too, sorry. It'll yeah, be Hughes, Jerome and Hughes, and, Hughes and Brown. I, I think where we're, we're suffering is the hooker position. Um, yeah, well, we yeah. lost some of our. We lost both our good hookers. Yeah, this side would be looking so much better if we had Jeremy Marshall King and Brandon Smith there. But yeah. um, other than that, it's it's strong. I'm happy for Matt Timoko getting um, getting a look in. Uh, his form's been really good this year. But yeah, it's just a shame our our hook. We're looking a bit weak at hooker. Mm. Yeah, thankfully, we've got two of the best props running around. So. Well, we do. Do we ever? The Ford Pack's fantastic. Not just the props, but then they'll probably play Tapani at 13 and Nakora, Papali'i. Um, the second row is very strong as well. Yeah. And I I assume it's going to probably be Danny Levi starting. You would think, yeah. Which he's not bad. Yeah. And Fatamanu Brown is another option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be interesting. It would be interesting what they do with Chance because mm. Watermoo Greg is another Watermoo Greg's another good one, too. Um, yeah, so he's had some impact this year. So if he comes off the bench, um, can do you, you keep that. do you keep um Manu and centers and Chance at fullback, or do you? I, I would, I would, um, yeah. I think it'd be good reward for Chance's form this year, and um. Our centers would look pretty, pretty good with Manu out in centers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a strong combination. We all know what um, Joey Manu brings from when he plays fullback. Um, strong, strong running game. But I think he plays center a week in and week out. Yeah. Um, Chance is going to bring that too. And Chance is obviously a very safe option, does a lot of, a lot of work. And his playmaking this year out, out the back of shape, was really good as well. He set up a number of tries on our on our right edge. So I think maybe he's got more of a pass in him than Manu. So mm. yeah. Yeah. So um that's the internationals. We'll obviously talk a bit more about that when we get close to the Pacific Championship. But we'll go into signings. Um we only got three. Um Michael or four technically Dean Hawkins and Michael Cheekam have both extended with the Rabbitohs for a further year. So they'll be there for 2024. And then the Catalan Dragons have signed Tarek Sims 
on a two-year deal, and they've also signed Jaden Nikarima. I don't know the length um, on that deal, but I think Hawkins and uh, Chikam. Um, Chikam was a guy I was kind of keeping an eye on for the Warriors. Yep. If he didn't get picked up, um, and Sims, I know he said he was interested in staying with the Storm, and then they offered him a deal, and he said no, and went to France. So, yeah, must have I, got I a know. good good offer there. But it's good pickups yeah. for the Catalan Dragons, though. Yeah, and Jaden was always, you know, publicized as the better of the Nicarima brothers, um, but just made some poor choices off the field, just mm. kind of de- derailed him. Um, but yeah, I'm sure he'll kill it up in France. Yeah. Um, and then injuries. We only really had one, um, well, two technically now because of Cleary. But um, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary both um, hurt themselves in the grand final. Luai re-injured his shoulder, and they say he's going to require surgery, um, which is obviously seeing him miss playing for Samoa in the Pacific Championship. But they think he might not even be ready for round one next year. And then Cleary, um, they haven't given a lead time. I'm sure he'll be he'll be back in no time. Um, but yeah, he, he bumped his knee a little bit. Uh, I think it was like 10 minutes into that grand final. He, yeah. he buggered his knee, um, which makes what happened later that much more impressive. But yeah, yeah, they reckon he'll be there for round one. Um, and then Naughty Boy Corner, uh, we had nothing. I think Payne Haas got a thousand dollar fine for something in the grand final, but no suspensions. Um, so that's it. We still did all right time, Paul. New section, we may as well get into the grand finals um we're doing both um instead of just saying the score of the nrlw so we'll start with them uh the knights um getting their second win on our second grand final in a row beating the titans 24 18 richie yeah and it was five tries to three for the knights jasmine strange sheridan gallagher shanice parker and then tamika upton grabbing grabbing two to take the game away at the end uh, for the Titans, hat-trick to Jamie Chapman. Yeah, uh, Knights were taken to the limit here. Um, I didn't think they did much wrong, um, but when given a sniff, um, old Dalian winner Upton just took control and um, took over the match. Uh, I think they have a very big chance of going for a three-peat of their own in 2024. Uh, your take on the Knights? Yeah, I thought almost like the... Um almost like the, the men's grand final, the Knights showed their um, championship calibre when they were down. Um, and the game's best player this year, Tamika Upton, stood up to be counted when the chips were down, showing why mm. we sh- she's one of the most devastating attackers in the comp. Yeah, and your take on the Titans? Uh, they look prime for Gold Coast's first ever premiership after... Yeah. Two back-to-back tries either side of halftime, completing Jamie Chapman's hat-trick in the game. Um, they just couldn't manage to hold off the fast-finishing Knights, and, yeah, unfortunately somebody has to lose, and it ended in heartbreak. Yeah. Now, see, Jacko said um, the NRLW was a good game, but hard to get excited about the women's game until Warriors return. Yeah, the Warriors, I think, have officially confirmed they've um, lodged an application to come back, so I think they're hoping for 2025 returning um which yeah it'll be great to see but yeah this i thought this year's nrw was fantastic and the titans mm. have been a great story um yeah. a bit like the knights you know the knights won the grand final last year the year before they were wooden spoon titans mm. they were the wooden spoon last year almost looked like they were going to get this one um with uh what was um 
quite a decent start. It was like the first 60 minutes of this game, they were playing really well. Yeah. But they just they were let down by their errors, um, which opened the door for the Knights. Um, but a great season, uh, I think, for the Titans. And um, they have a shot of building something from this season um, next year. They they could become real contenders. Um, mm. But, yeah, in hindsight, it's, it's very similar um, to what we're going to say about the men's game. Um, it was almost a very, very similar um, type of approach. But your player that stood out. You had to go to Mika. Um, yeah. Like I said, um, when the chips were down, she stood up and two tries, bang, bang, um, wrestled wrestled the ascendancy back in the Knights' favour after the Titans yeah. were looking good. Yeah, I went with her too. Um, she is like the best player running around out there. She's just always dangerous. Um, so, yeah, thoroughly deserved. But we'll, we'll move on to the big game that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, Panthers completing the three, Pete Ritchie, uh, defeating the Broncos 26 24. Yeah, and amazing game. Um, edge the seat the whole time, but what and it was four tries apiece in the end, uh, for the Panthers Mitch Kenny, Moses Liotta, Stephen Crichton, and Nathan Cleary, Mr. Clive Churchill winner, grabbed the winner for the Broncos. Thomas Flegler, Ezra Mam with a Quick fire hat trick in the space of 10 minutes. Um, don't know if you ever see that repeated in the grand final. So, what effort from him? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ended up being that um, penalty goal being the difference from uh, a Broncos uh, era. That was the difference. But this Panthers team's just too good. They're down 24 8 with 20 to go. Um, that was, it was almost the time for me looking at the clock going, I might just turn it off and go to bed. I got work really early in the morning. Um, and then I think it was a, a Cleary 40-20, and I was like, oh, hold on. I may mm. as well see what's happening here, and then it just clicked. Um, yeah, but um, it really looked like they were going to go down in an embarrassing fashion after how great they've been. Um, and then, yeah, they never panicked, which I thought was a true test of their confidence. Um, Cleary stepped up with probably one of the best 20 minutes um we'll ever see in a grand final after a great 10 minutes from Ezra Mam, as he said, um, yeah, helped by big games from the big boppers up front. Um, mm. You know, Fisher Harris and Leota and then Spencer coming off the bench. I thought they were just monsters. Um, yep. Yeah. Fantastic performance. And I think four championships in a row is a real big possibility with this team. Um and yeah, Crichton, I think it was good to see Crichton go out um, his last potential grand final ever. Um, he was really good. Too. He was yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, your take on the Panthers? I, I thought they showed crazy ball control. I think it was at the end, by the end of the game, it was 97% completion rate. In a grand final, it's it's crazy. Um, they made one, one error. Yeah, one error. One error, and it was kind of like an offload that just sort of went, went, you know, a bit wrong. But yeah, other than that, their ball control was amazing. Uh, early on, they didn't do too much with the ball, and their last tackle options weren't quite accurate. And they they only had one fortuitous, fortuitous try to show for their dominance um, off off the short dropout to Mitch Kenny. Um, then obviously the Broncos hit their their purple patch where they turned it on and. and took a really big lead, which probably should have been a winning lead. But um, as only this team can do, they, they didn't panic. And 
applied pressure, which snowballed, and and they ended up engineering the biggest ever grand final comeback to seal the three peat. Um, mm. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. crazy. This they're a modern day juggernaut of a team. Um, I think you definitely you got to call them best of the NRL era. Yeah, and I think we already said that last week that if they mm. won this week, you'd have to put them there. They um. It were, it's probably more for Paul's ears. Um, they remind me at the moment of the old school All Blacks team where, you know, teams would really give it to the All Blacks and then, you know, the All Blacks in the final 20 minutes, you know, they just did what they did and they eventually just got the job done, even if it didn't look that way at the start. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. They always, they just always seem to be in control, even if it doesn't look it, something's happening there. Um and yeah, Jacko said Fisher Harrison and Yoda on the field, the Panthers scored 26. Well, one or both of them off. Broncos scored 24. Yeah, yeah. and I might be right. Props are the most important players. That's 100%. Don't, don't say that to him, Jacko. There's no way that um, Nathan Cleary did what he did out there if he had, say, the Tigers front row. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, it's, you know, as good as he is, um, if you don't have those big boppers doing that hard work it just makes his job so much harder Mm -hmm. and um they were just uh, to be credit to broncos as well Payne Haas Flegler were giving as good as they got um that's what makes it even crazier um how well Liotta and Fisher Harris went those guys went against a forward pack like the Broncos forward pack that that's not a bad forward pack they're running up against it's probably one of the best packs in the game yeah and uh, speaking of, what was your thoughts on the Bronx? You have to feel for the – well, I don't feel for them because I don't really like them that much, but somebody's <laughs> got to feel for them. <laughs> um, they made plenty of errors early, um, you know, drop balls and, and Selwyn Cobo tackling um, tackling the uh, – uh, was it Taruva with, when, when he hadn't even caught the ball? <laughs> Yeah, it's his um, habit. He did that against yeah. the Warriors too. Yeah, um, but that's that's the Broncos. They they make errors given the the flair they play with and the amount of shots they tend to fire at teams. Um, but then they click, which they did. Um, and Ezra Mam almost you'd say almost had Clive Churchill locked up if the Broncos go on and win that game, scoring a hat trick in ten minutes. Um, I think in the end, the Panthers' ball control fatigued the Broncos enough that they, they couldn't hold on when the Panthers got momentum chasing the game. Yeah, um, heartbreaking loss for the Broncos. Um, they looked like their home and host. You know, 20 minutes ago, it was over. Um, but they did make too many errors. I said Panthers made one error. Uh, Bronco, uh, Broncos made 11. So 11 to 1. And that is always a risk of that style they play, I think. Yeah. You know, um, when you're playing, you know, a few offloads trying to get that second phase, if it doesn't stick, you're in trouble. Um, and you just got to keep pushing because you, once you're playing that style, you can't really go back to a more structured style. You, you kind of set in your path. Um, big efforts from Ezra Mam and Payne Haas, but less than style. I think Jacko mentioned it a bit earlier. Um, Reynolds and Walsh just had a night to forget. I think all those Rabbits fans were sitting there going, see, this is why we let Reynolds go. <laughs> um, you know, he, he really dropped the ball on them. He was, you know, captain, the, the experienced guy in there, and he was making some schoolboy errors, like those goal line dropouts, you know, 
one leading to a, a fortuitous try for the Panthers, one going out on the full and um, things like that. And, yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, Walsh was gun-shy, which, mm. you know, if you saw all the footage of him before the game started, he looked like the, the head rooster out there. But um, <laughs> when the game started, he just disappeared. Um, and then he, he may had a few breaks, give him credit. There was a few times where he looked dangerous, but... Um, yeah, just they unfortunately for them, they when they needed them most, their stars let them down. Um, and it's that cliche, uh, you got to lose one to win one, so um, they could still be a big threat in 2024. The game, though, oh, both sides, it was unbelievably fast. Like, I was, yeah. I think I said to you and Ruin Hammer, if we were, if we had bet the Broncos and got into that game, I think we would have been in trouble with the pace it was. It was yep. just. I feel, I feel like that too. But yeah, um, disappointing for Broncos and the, their fans, I'm sure. But um, it's something they'll learn from. Um, but yeah, fantastic grand final, um, which I think capped off what's been a pretty good NRL season. Um, mm. Your player to stand out? I went for Moses Liotta. Um, we've already talked about, and Jacko mentioned it, how well their, their middles mm. went. I thought Leota was. You went with a prop. Wow. I couldn't ignore him, mate. He was. He put Pat Carrigan on his ass. Nobody mm. does that. He ran straight through him, and not only that. Um, later in the game, Cleary makes the break. Who's who's steaming up the middle? A front rower yeah. to score a, try, a grand final try. Um, Look, just so they're just like digging in as a front row you run as fast as you can to get that ball if you, you're going to be able to <laughs> yeah true. but they're just so big and intimidating and they probably get overlooked when it comes to these Dalian team of the years it's always someone like Haas um but as a combination Liotta and um Fisher Harris uh, it's it's a crazy um propping duo and I thought Liotta was pretty much a 10 out of 10 prop performance I feel dirty. You, you've picked him, and I've gone with Nathan Cleary. I've picked a half that. Um, I, I had to give it to Nathan. That was, like I said, um, 10 minutes into the game, he injured his knee, and it, it didn't look great. And then, yeah, he's just uh, – we just talked about, you know, Walsh and Reynolds not being there for the big moments, and Cleary, that's kind of his deal. He's just cool as ice. You know, when you need a clutch play, he delivers. Um, yeah. It's crazy how much talent he's got. Um, yeah. And, yeah, thoroughly he deserved of Churchill. Oh, 100%. He, he wasn't even perfect either. When, no. In that period where um, Walsh made that break, who did he run through? Cleary. Um, but it's when the championship minutes came, the last 20. Yeah. Oh, he, he yeah. shone the brightest easily. He won them that game. Um, yeah. You know, without so, yeah. without Luai, without uh, I, uh, um, who went off? Um, um it was the uh, it was Luai. The, it was the hooker. Isaiah Yo, Isaiah Yo went off. Isaiah Yo um, went off. Scott um, Sorensen went off. They they had three or four of their their big game players went off, and it was pretty much just him still there throwing punches. Before moving on, because I see we have got plenty of time. Um, before moving on, um, sure, sure, does... sure he got through through punches? I mean, geez, if even our elves are to throw punches, yeah. Um, Jerome Luai, he's you know coming up to contract negotiation. Do you think this hurts him 
where the Panthers see that he went off injured and they were, you know, under the pump when he was out there. And then, you know, he went off and they managed to do the biggest comeback. Do you go, we, maybe we don't need to give Lawai money. We can let him go. We don't need him. Um, no, I don't think it hurts him any. I think his combination with Cleary is a massive part of the, this team. I think he's obviously playing injured um, and, and went off, and it just probably... Defending your Samoan brother, I see how it is. Putting putting Cogger on just gave the Broncos probably a different look that they yeah. they probably didn't watch tape on. They were probably preparing themselves for Cleary and, and Luai, and instead they got a different look, and I thought um, Cogger actually did really well when he came on and, and played his role perfectly to free up Cleary. Um, but I don't, yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it hurts Luai's chances at all. I think he's gone, man. He's a bulldog. You watch. They don't, <laughs> they don't need him. We're going to have the new combination of Cleary and Schneider. Um, Even though. Yeah, so that is us on the NRL. So we can go into our picks, our last our last picture of picks for the year. I got We got our little medals, Richie. Um, so, Richie, Yay. well done. Um by being a coward and not picking the Broncos, um, you secured <laughs> secured the championship by doing the whole let's pick what Brad picks to keep my lead. Um, we all got the game right. We all picked Panthers. Um, I didn't I didn't want to overload the picture with stars, so it was the one week we don't do stars. But Richie, once again, you're back to back winning the uh, finals tipping. Um, I was you. sick. You got eight out of nine. You only got one game wrong. Um, I was seven out of nine. Um, only being bold in that first round cost me here. And then um, Simon was the boldest of us all going for some big upsets. Um, he got four out of nine. So you get your little gold medal. I got a silver and Simon got a bronze. Um, and yeah, Paul said Richie comes good at the money end of the season. He does. When there's only a few games left, it's, yeah. it seems to be a bit easier for him. It is. Um, it's exactly so yeah, congrats on that. So we may as well move into questions. Did we have any questions from the audience, Paul, that we didn't already answer. Well, just the one. I think we, we, we think um, oh. Richie and I probably know what the answer to this one is. But uh, yes, Callum asks Brad if you had to dump your girlfriend uh, and marry oh. an NRLW player, who would it be? Brad was Millie telling Royal. me it's Brad was telling me it's actually actually Millie Millie Halfanga now. Yeah, Millie, <laughs> isn't um, it? Millie no. <laughs> Millie Halfanga. No. no, it's Millie Boyle. <laughs> Millie Boyle. I'd marry her tomorrow. Um, I love you, Millie. Um, it'd be very embarrassing if you ever watch this show and I happen to to bump into you once. It'd be very embarrassing, but um, no, she's tremendous. There's there's a lot of them in there. The restraining order is um is, is being processed um uh, at yeah. um, at I'm not allowed not allowed to go to Sydney. So. <laughs> um, so uh, Jack is what's happening with the uh, Savage Raiders? He was meant to be the next big thing out there. Um, Good question. He, he was pretty yeah. much not cited this year. Yeah, I don't know what happened with him. You know, he they they moved him ahead of Chance, moved Chance to reserve grade. Then Chance jumped ship, came home. Um, Xavier was meant to be the next big thing and just hasn't really hit stride. It could be a case of the second year syndrome, maybe. Um, and we'll see him come some, back in. He had, he some, had some injuries as, as, injuries well. as well. Um, he's still very young, so... Yeah, we'll, he's we'll good talent, but yeah, next year we'll, we'll tell a story. Yeah, 
um, I'll put it down to second year syndrome. Um, a lot of those young guys kind of fall away in the second year. So next year's his year. Next year um, is his year. <laughs> uh, that's it from the live chat, guys. Cool. Um, all right. We'll go with your one first. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I was going to talk some international footy with you. And in particular, the Aussie team, I thought um, there was a couple of players who were in good form. Um, Caelan Ponga, Dali M, Reese Walsh, probably the most talked about player this year. Um, no room for either of them in the squad um, or Dylan Edwards for that matter. And they've gone with the tried and true James Tedesco. Um, what would you have done there, Brad? Would you have continued with James Tedesco or would you have found room in the squad for some of those form players instead? I wouldn't even have Tedesco in the New South Wales team. I think he's fallen so far off the cliff. It's not funny. He's not even the best fullback in New South Wales, let alone Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I would comfortably have, um, you know, Edwards can play New South Wales, can't he? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have Edwards, Turbo, Latrell all over Tedesco in New South Wales. And Australia, right now, it would probably be Edwards or Walsh for me. I would be making the fullback for Australia. Ponga, I've got to stick with that routine of the Delhi M medalist doesn't make the Australian team, like just like the World Cup. So Ponga doesn't make it for me. Um, but yeah, Walsh or Edwards, um, I would have had there in a heartbeat. I don't know. I know Tedesco's the captain, but it's kind of like you got your broken down horse you've had forever that you don't want to get rid of, but you just want to keep it around the farm because it makes you feel good. That's kind of how I feel it is with Teddy. Like, <laughs> He's a good player. You know, he's still a hell of a better player than I could ever dream of being. So I'm not trying to say, you know, how how shit he is, but in comparison to what's there. Try, try him as a prop compared to you, Brad. I mean, let's, let's just uh, let, let's go like for like <laughs> rather than... Uh... Yeah, put him in front row. I'd smash him, you know, I'm sure. But as part of this, how, how are you thinking of this tour? Is this a tour or are these games... At the end of the season, are they games you that, that are you, you're just picking your best team and trying to win it, or are you now actually thinking, okay, next rugby world cup or next rugby league world cup, um, I need to anyone who's not going to make it to there should, should be ditched and we should start develop, start organizing and start developing for that. How, how are you approaching these games, just just the games themselves, or should it be should, should you be looking further ahead? I think, I think Australia are in a position where if they're picking their best team. It's almost yeah. developing for the future as well. Um, I almost feel like putting Ponga or Walsh or even Edwards at fullback it would be better options. Um, sorry, I just got a message from my girlfriend who was watching and is not happy that I said I'd marry Millie. So <laughs> <laughs> apologies. She never watches. It's movies law. <clears throat> um, yeah. Change sorry. topic. Um, yeah, I think you could do a bit of both. I think by having Dylan Edwards or Walsh there, you're building for like the next World Cup, but you're also putting yourself in a great position to win now as well. I, um, who would you rather have if you're a Kiwis supporter? Who don't you want to see running at you? Probably um, Reese Walsh, yeah, but yeah, he's if you're a Kiwi supporter, who do you want to be running at? Didn't really hurt the Broncos for much of the year. Apart from when it mattered. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they they got a, a they got such a a rich form of um of riches there. They can kind of pick six or seven different guys. Um, some of them are going to miss out, but yeah, I think Teddy. You know, he's he's had a great career, but I think he's just falling behind. But you watch, he'll come out and be the best fullback in the comp uh, in this championship and make us look silly. But yeah. um, my question for you. Um, after his effort in the grand final, where would you rank Nathan Cleary in all-time halfbacks? He's, He's climbing. Young, but... He's certainly climbing. Um, you look at a lot of the great ones, Andrew Johns, uh, Cooper, well, Cooper Cronk has had a few back-to-back. I think he, did he go back-to-back with Storm and then win one with the Roosters? I'm not sure if he got a three-peat with different, but with, in different clubs. I know he's at least gone back to back. Um, He he went, he won one at the Storm and then won one at the Roosters back to back. Um, But a lot of these other legends, Andrew Johns hasn't done what Nathan Cleary has done at NRL level. Um, Thurston, none of them have a three-peat, certainly not by the age of 25. They didn't have it by the end of their career. The only thing that, that they have that, Nathan doesn't have is that that rep level dominance. That origin, um, doing it at origin level, because um, he's won World Cups now. So he has. He's won a World Cup, but NRL level um, at the age of twenty five is <laughs> what what Nathan's done is almost untouched. Um, two Clive Churchills, um, and I, the, the game on the weekend was probably just the icing on the cake where he pretty much threw the team on his back and. And won the game, and, and scored the game-winning try. So certainly right, climbing. Yeah. I think maybe I'd still throw Joey up there, and maybe Thurston. But then I think maybe Cleary coming in just behind that, and obviously still with plenty of career left in him to to change that conversation. Yeah, I think he's definitely on track to be number one by the time he hangs the boots up. Um, yeah. Definitely, but yeah. Personally, yeah. For me, uh, it's halfbacks not my my level of expertise, which is why I asked this to you. But um, mm. yeah, Joey, Joey Thurston, and the likes, I'd still have above him just at the moment. But yeah, I think you know if they go to four in a row, or even if they don't go four in a row, but they make the grand final next year, so he's had like five years in the grand final. Um, that's a hell of a hell of a thing. Yeah, he just needs that. He needs to um, jump ship and become a Queenslander so he can win some Origins and then get that <laughs> up as well and then he'd be fine. But um, that was it for the questions. So I know Jacko likes to jump off before Super League, but we're doing that now. It's not very long, Jacko, and then we'll talk about what we're doing next week. So we're down to four teams, Richie, um, after one-sided matches in the eliminations. Um, Hull KR defeated Lee 20-6. to six. And St. Helens defeated Warrington 16-8, which means that the semifinals um, coming up is Catalans versus St. Helens and Wigan versus Hull KR. Mm. I'm thinking Catalans-Wigan final. Yeah, and I was sort of, from what I was thinking, I, I'm one for two after yeah. the after the weekend just gone. I was definitely thinking St. Helens, but I thought Lee might get up. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But, yeah, so... Um, yeah, narrowing down, um, 
But yeah, should be a good fine. We were very confident going into the Challenge Cup and we were completely wrong. So we might be yeah. surprised, but it kind of feels like it's going to be a bit like the NRL teams one and two meeting in the grand final. So yeah. Um, and that's it for Super League. So I know Jacko just said he'd make a cover, but I think um, it may be too late. So next week's show, we've got no games to review, Richie. Yep. Um, so what that means well, what, you, is... You, you mean we'll only spend um, two hours on the news? We're going to spend a lot of time. There's a lot of work for you next week, Paul. So I expect <laughs> you to be here. Um, we're doing... It's our um, our annual awards show that we do. So um, we'll still discuss any news that happens um, during the week. Um, the news at this time of year does seem to die down a little bit, but maybe with the internationals, there might be a bit more. But um, So we'll start off the show doing going over mentions and i think i sent you guys both a, a message saying i was working on the slides um this week for our prediction show and doing the big ticks or crosses on what we got right and spoilers we got one prediction that we made right <laughs> <laughs> we we botched everything we botched everything so um that's gonna be really fun discussing how um how way off we were um which is a bit of a warm-up because i know coming up at some point we're going on ruin hammer to recap the predictions we made on their show and i think it's going to be a bit of a kicking there too um, yeah more of the same more of the same um oh yeah and uh jacko mentioned that rts got done for dui that's uh, we were talking before we went on air about how what a bad influence rugby union people are and um the sooner sooner roger comes back into the warriors family um he will be on better behavior cleans his sins look that white powder is 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 just plaster okay it's it's nothing else that's that's not a warriors (laughs) thing paul Um, it's the hawks bay rugby union true yeah they they like it too um so yeah we'll go over the predictions plaster yeah um, so yeah, we'll do our preseason predictions, go over what we did, and then we'll be um, we'll stop, do the questions like we normally do, and then go into our awards. Um, so the awards um, are like Player of the Year, Try of the Year, um, Best Haircut, Worst Haircut, um, same ones. If you watched last year, same kind of thing. Um, Richard, thankfully, has already given me his picks for the awards. Um, so I'll be spending the next few days working on those slides um, so we have them all ready. But it should be a fun night. Um, might be a bit shorter for Paul. Um, so he, he might be happy, but a lot of work. If people want to, um, uh, perhaps we can have a, a sort of a people's choice one where you give us, um, pop over to, uh, um, Brad, what's your Facebook page again? Uh, Inga's League Wrap Up. So go over to Ingersley wrap up and drop a drop Brad a, a message on your favourite moment of the uh, of the season or your uh, or your best Mad Monday story um, that you've heard from uh, from from uh, from what's happened in the last sort of week or two, um, and uh, I'm sure Brad will include some of those uh, um, that, that that he gets through there as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, it should be a night, uh, good night, and anything else you guys want to add before I let you go? It's an early night for us, isn't it? It is. It's only eight past nine. I know. <laughs> what are we right, going to do with ourselves? Shut up. Shut up, Richie. Okay, <laughs> wrap, wrap it up. Come on. Go on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Place to go. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. 
For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm here on Facebook or on YouTube. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks again for joining me, Richie. And uh, <laughs> see, Jacko said he'll not break and make up with girlfriend. Yeah, there'll be a phone call, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, thank you both for joining me tonight and good night, everyone. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that's right. If anyone wants to um, uh, sponsor us for flowers so Brad, the Brad can uh, have, have a good tomorrow, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> How much does it cost to send flowers to Sydney? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.